Welcome to the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, with a private practice where I specialize in working with women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll be discussing all things childhood, womanhood, and motherhood, and everything in between. I'll be interviewing various women who will be sharing their birth stories as well as others who will be providing tips to help us be able to navigate this crazy world that we live in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. Welcome back. Um, Today is, I don't know what day you're going to be listening to this, but right now I'm sitting in my home office with my three-month-old. So if you can hear him in the background, um, he's just sitting here chilling. (laughs) Um. But today's episode, I wanted to talk about less reset because we are over halfway through the year and what a year it has been. I think I touched on it a good bit in last episode and talking about my fourth trimester and how this year has just been filled with so many turns and obstacles and challenges no matter where you fall um, in the world, there's a challenge that you could be faced with, rather that you have an older person that you are scared for and you are concerned about, rather it's with your job, your finances, having a baby, being pregnant, um, racial injustices, there's just, the list goes on. We're in the pandemic. Um, we have so many movements, um, that are for the greater good of Black Lives Matter. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to put your head around. And and on top of all of that, school is approaching and the big debate is allowing kids to go back or not. And what does that do for parents that have been out of work? What does that do for the unemployment rates? And, um, a lot of people have been getting the unemployment bonus Um, that's about to run out at the end of July. And what does that look like? It's just, it's so much going on. And so I think I touched on this two episodes ago, but usually in September, I would have our annual conference, the Push Through Mama conference. And I say usually like I've been having this for like 10 years, but last year was the first year. Um, But I wanted to always have it annually in September. September is just a month that I I really love. Um, September 24th is my favorite date, in addition to when my kids are born and my birthday, my husband's birthday and all that stuff. But September 24th is a very special date to me. And I planned on having the conference this year at the earlier part of September. And it was going to be bigger and better. I was looking at this really awesome venue that was going to be way better than the one that we had last year. Um, Kind of thinking about all of the things that I liked and I didn't like about last year and how I could just make it better and a better experience for all of the moms that were going to be attending. So as soon as the conference last year ended, immediately I was on it 
in improving it, getting more sponsors, thinking out the breakout sessions I want to have, and just really taking in all of the considerations of the critiques that we did get, which wasn't many, but I was definitely just asking everybody that attended, sending out surveys, what did you think? How can it be better? What would you like to see differently for next year? Because I really want it to just get better and better every year. So I have booked my guest speaker at the beginning of the year. Things started moving along and Corona hit in March. And I was still contemplating as far as like, do I still want to have it? Because typically I start working on sponsorships at the beginning of the year to be able to cover the costs for the conference, have great gift bags, and just be able to provide everyone that comes with a phenomenal experience. And knowing that Corona was definitely hitting a lot of businesses hard, I just felt like not right (laughs) to ask for a, hey, do you have it in your budget to support this conference? Or, hey, do you feel like giving away 50 of your items? It just didn't seem like I was being sensitive if I was to move forward and do that. And then on top of that, I was also aware that there were a lot of mothers that may have lost employment or financially they may not have been able to purchase a ticket to attend. And then with kids being home and like when I was talking about there's so much going on in the world, there's a lot of kids that are missing meals because they're not going to school. And just what all that looks like. And so I had made a decision in April to cancel the conference for the year and just focus on 2021. And so I wasn't going to have anything at all. And I knew that there were a lot of different conferences like Mom Friends, um, even like Essence Festival, were doing virtual versions of what they had intended to have. And I thought about it because I even attended the Postpartum Support International Virtual Conference this past weekend. Initially, it was supposed to be in New Orleans, and I was super excited about it um, because that's who certified me to become a maternal mental health specialist. And I wanted to be able to network, go to a lot of great breakout sessions, learn so much about infertility, infant loss, stillborns, um, how to support mothers that are experiencing postpartum depression. But um, when the conference moved to online, it was even better, I would say, because it was more convenient for me to be able to attend. If it was going to be in New Orleans, knowing that I just had a baby, I didn't want to be apart from him. How was I going to work that out? I have a whole other child, all of that. So it worked out. Um, And I thought that they did a seamless job with making it virtual. But I feel like the difference between the Push Through Mama conference and other conferences, I haven't attended Mom Friends before, so I can't speak on that. But a big thing that's important to me is to have that reach out and feel feeling, to be able to have moms, to talk to other moms, to be able to not feel alone and isolated, to be able to listen to music and talk and laugh and have a good time and get a facial, get a vaginal steam, do all those things in person because a big part of the conference is self-care and making yourself a priority. And that's something that you can't really do virtually. Can you hear him? 
<laughs> um, so I said, I don't want to have it virtually. That's not going to be an option. Um, so I was just kind of trucking along, just kind of focusing on the fact this is going to be in 2021. This is going to be in 2021. We're not doing this this year. You know, that's what it is. Then as June hit, more things in the world are happening. More people are getting shot and killed. Um, a lot of people making the virus a political issue. More people are dying from the virus. Um, there's not appearing to be any type of let up on what's going on. If anything, the unknown of what the world is right now is continuing. And people are still trying to figure out how to navigate all of this. And so as the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I felt like, okay, I want to do something. It may not be a virtual conference per se. Um, it may not be what I envisioned it. It may be something that's small, that's like an hour, but I didn't want to go the rest of the year without doing something to help mothers cope. Because I, like I said last episode, if I feel like I'm having a hard time, I can't imagine what other mothers that may never been to therapy, may never had to learn how to have coping skills, I can't imagine what they might be experiencing. So I wanted to do something. And so as I started to brainstorm and kind of figure out what I wanted this to be, I thought that I wanted to have the month of September to be about support and wellness. And I wanted to offer some things that could be at no cost um, for mothers that may not be able to afford to purchase something. And then I wanted to make something that was incredibly affordable and accessible for people to also have a more one-on-one -on -one experience. And that's how I birthed the idea of Push Through Mama Breathe. And so what that's going to be is each week in the month of September, I will be doing an Instagram live with someone that is an expert in an area. And we'll be talking about ways to navigate that specific area of challenge, such as how to navigate having your kids home. Um, when you wanted them to be at school or how to navigate any type of anxiety that you may have because you may be an essential worker and your kids have to go to daycare or to school um, or even how to co-parent during this time of a pandemic and how to have conversations about what's going on in the world and you and the person that you're co-parenting with may not be together but how you guys can be on the same page about how to communicate those issues with your child. As well as um, someone that I met on Instagram um, that I was so glad that she reached out to me. And we're going to be doing an Instagram live as well for September on mentrescence. She educated me on. And I also learned even more about it when I attended the Postpartum Support International Conference over the weekend. But it's basically about going through a psychological and physical experience of feeling like you've lost your former self before motherhood and how 
more so you should look at it as in the perspective of you're evolving, but not that there is a before you and an after you, but there's a one you and how to merge those two worlds to not feel like you've lost yourself. So that one I'm really excited about um, to be able to tackle. And then the person that was going to be our guest speaker, who I'm not going to announce just yet, um, but we're going to be doing an Instagram live as well on that final night. And then also one on um, love and relationships. A lot of people (laughs) have been struggling with quarantining, self-isolating, and maintaining their relationship. Um, It's been hard to be at home with your partner sometimes and having to see them or just being able to navigate those territories of how your financials may look different or being on the same page as far as where you want to do with your kids and their education, where you land politically, where you land with social justice, just all of those issues that are pretty much in your face right now that as a couple can be challenging Maybe you thought you were on the same page, but you didn't know where you really landed until now when you're faced with it. Um, So we'll be having an Instagram live about that. So those are like five great topics that are free, accessible on your phone. Get on the app. We'll announce the time and the dates. You can be able to tune in, ask questions, engage. And that's something that anybody can be able to assess. So I'm super excited about that. Then the other part of it is the virtual session. And that's going to be on the last Saturday of the month of September, September 25th. It's going to be from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. And we are going to meditate, journal, set intentions, meet other mom, talk about your anxieties, get tools to combat those anxieties, and be able to release let go and move forward so that's going to be incredible um because it's just three hours of basically just unleashing all of those things that we feel wound up about that we may be carrying um throughout the year and being able to shed some of those things and move forward and be able to feel a little bit lighter And just being able to learn how to cope so that we can navigate the rest of the year. Because like I said, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any easier. If anything, it seems like it's pretty much going to be the same. Um, And we don't know what the fall may bring. And I just want to make sure that we know how to move about these unknown territories the best that we can. So September is going to be awesome. Um, And that's going to be online. So moms can be able to get on from their home. Um, They can have their kid in their lap just like mine is in my lap right now feeding. (laughs) And being able to just kind of engage and get what they can out of it. And like I said, I just wanted to be able to do something to offer mothers. Because it's better than just kind of ignoring the fact that there are people that are going through it. And they just want to be able to have something to just deal, basically, and to have a space to be able to talk about it and have other women that maybe relate to how they feel um, share their experiences as well. 
But in addition to all of that, I also wanted to tell you or give you a couple of things that are takeaways to help you reset. Um, So the first thing that I always talk about is utilizing therapy, especially now more so than ever. A lot of insurances are offering um, where co-payments are waived until the end of September and Aetna being one of them if you have it. And it is based off of what individual plan that you have. So it's something that you can call your insurance company about to find out if your plan qualifies for that or the company that you work for with the employee assistance program. You get a number of sessions that are covered at no cost to you. You can be able to contact them to find a provider or if it even is something that you want to pay for out of pocket because it's very vital. You can look into therapy for black girls or psychology today to find a therapist. And finding a therapist, like I've said before, a lot of times people feel like you have to go because something traumatic is is happening in your life or if you've had this unreal experience and it doesn't even have to be that way. It could just be you having a space to just talk about it, about whatever that's on your mind, that you're thinking about, that you want to be able to work through, or if you're in a good place and you want to maintain being in a good place, it's just a space that's just for you. And something that I've been doing to best utilize my sessions with my therapist is being able to write down when things come up. Sometimes when you go to therapy, that particular day that you're going, things seem fine. Like you're good. And you're like, I don't really have anything to talk about. Like I feel good. Like life is good. But maybe like the week before (laughs) you felt triggered by somebody who, I don't know, broke in line in front of you and said some rude words and you had an exchange and you had those emotions for like three days and you don't know why you were so angry about that for so long or if you weren't okay with your response or if you felt like you should have did more. And maybe like a week later after you've calmed down about it and you hadn't thought about it anymore, it's not relevant to you, but it's still something worth discussing. And I, sometimes I feel like the things that we go through and the things that we talk about in therapy can just be like when football players go into the locker room and they play back the tape from the game and they're they're kind of going through all of the exchanges and moves and encounters that they experience to evaluate, was this right? Was this not right? How would you have done this differently? You know, what do you feel about this or how do you feel like you've grown from this encounter and I feel like writing them down specifically if you journal um and then being able to go through each of them in therapy that's how you can make the best use of it so that's a tip (laughs) I think that's a great way of being able to reset um you've learned something you've worked through something you know how to move forward you set your intentions on how to move forward Now you can kind of move ahead, get ahead. Um, So that's tip number one. The next one that I often suggest to clients is called a grounding exercise. I really, really love it. And it's super helpful. Anytime that you feel triggered, um, if you feel like you're having anxiety, you're overanalyzing, you're in your head, you're having racing thoughts and racing thoughts can be defined as you can't shut your shut your brain off. 
You're just constantly thinking and thinking and thinking. And you can't really like turn it off so that you can be able to just disconnect or or uncharge. So um, (laughs) uncharge, is that a word? (laughs) So the grinding exercise is basically based off of your five senses. And that is um, five things that you see, being able to say those five things out loud. So for example, I'm in my home office. So five things I see right now is my baby. I can see my cell phone to the left of me, my laptop to the right of me. Um, and I'm holding my microphone and there is a desk that's in front of me. Those are five things that I see. You say that out loud, or if you're in a public place, you can just say it in your head. And then you take a deep breath in, hold it for four seconds, and then you exhale for four seconds. And then it's four things that you can hear. So in this moment, I can hear my voice talking. I can hear my baby. I can hear the AC that's outside. And I can hear my toddler running around upstairs. He's not unsupervised. He's with my niece. (laughs) Then you take a deep breath in. Hold it for four seconds. And exhale for four seconds. And when you exhale, breathe out of your mouth. When you inhale, breathe in with your nose. So you're breathing in for four seconds, you're holding it for four seconds, and you're exhaling for four seconds. Then the next one that you're gonna do is three things that you can feel with your hand, it's touch. So I can feel with my hand, um, my son that's in my hand. (laughs) I can feel the microphone that's in my other hand. And even with my feet, I'm barefoot. I can feel the rug, it's like a shag rug, that's under my feet. So that's touch. Then you're gonna breathe in for four seconds. Hold it. And then exhale for four seconds. And then it's two things that you can smell. Sometimes you're not always gonna smell something, sometimes you will. But I can smell my baby because he has on a new diaper. You know how that new diaper smell is? It's all like fresh and powdery smelling. And then I can smell um, the smoothie that I made this morning. Then breathe in for four seconds. Hold it for four seconds. Exhale for four seconds. And then the last one is one thing that you can taste. Sometimes you can taste something, sometimes you can't. It depends if maybe you had coffee, a beverage, if you ate something. And then if you can't, that's fine. And then you do the whole breathing cycle again. Breathe in. Hold it. Exhale. And this makes you have to focus on each of those steps. So you can't think about anything else other than that. And then it's also regulating your breathing. So it's um, making you feel more calmer because you're having to do those breathing exercises in between. It's also bringing you into the present of things that sometimes we just neglect and we don't think much about, like hearing the AC that's outside or hearing footsteps or listening to a conversation that's down the hall 
also as well as like touching. We don't think about when we have to touch the surface of our sofa or we have to feel the carpet that's beneath our feet and what that feels like. We're not mindful enough because that comes in the term of mindfulness of all of those things that we're unconsciously processing um, because we're not allowing ourselves to really be present in any of that. So that can get rid of racing thoughts. That can also help combat some anxiety, feelings of being overwhelmed. It can regulate you, bring you back to the present and help you feel grounded. And that's a grounding exercise. Um, And I'm going to put a link in the show notes of the exact instructions of how to do that. Um, A great resource is called Therapist Aid. It's a website. If you're a therapist, I'm sure you've heard of this. But it's where we get a lot of our like worksheets that we can hand off to clients that they can have like some take-home exercises. And that's one of them. So that's one of the ways that you can reset. The last one is to be able to disconnect in a way that is still letting your brain move. So I'm not someone who's opposed to social media. I use it, obviously. Something that I had learned when I went to the Summit 21 conference last year is being able to use social media as a tool. That was like a whole breakout session on this, and it was really enlightening. Um, Being able to look at social media, Instagram in, in particular, as not a place where you are trying to make friends, and I mean like legit friends, um, not a place where you are trying to have a um, a place that you, you own. Because basically looking at Instagram as like a borrowed platform, someone else owns it. And every time you post a picture on there, although it is your picture, you're posting it on someone else's company's site. And the friends, quote unquote, that you make on Instagram, and when I say friends, similar to like how Facebook friends, they're not like friends that you've met in person, that you've gone out to lunch with, that you talk to on the phone, um, that you call when you're in despair. These are more so like followers, people who are interested in the pictures that you post or the captions that you make. Um, the commentary that is had. And so they have a peaked interest and they want to follow you, which is different than an actual friend by definition. And sometimes people get lost into that. And they feel as if with this platform that they've developed like a celebrity status or they're even able to make like income off of it. But more so from that breakout session that I attended, attended, looking at social media as a tool or resource and not like something that is of your own. And some people are able to take the platform that they have from Instagram and utilize it outside of the actual app, like creating their own website, having a link within their page where you can go, having a newsletter where people can sign up, And then they can be able to take those followers and have an outside interaction with them and interact with them from that way. Or being able to have a product that they're selling and have a website, again, a link where people can go on to and purchase. But it's not something that they feel like they have some ownership of because they don't. Because a lot of the time, like if you see like with influencers, and I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, 
if Instagram shut down tomorrow, what would happen with your occupation if everything that is of you is solely on this app? If you don't have anything that exists outside of this app or you don't have anything to link the people that are following you on this app to you outside of it. And so not getting caught up in all of that, not getting caught up in the people that you follow, not getting caught up in comparisons or even in the messages that are sent based off of the algorithm that you've created for yourself. Um, For example, my husband was really into all of the social injustice and went down the rabbit hole of watching person get shot after person get shot after person gets arrested after cop says something derogatory after person in line at Walmart saying something derogatory after people fighting in the parking lot to now where his algorithm is set where that's all that pops up on his discovery page. Like that's everything that comes up in his feed and he's constantly viewing this over and over again. And I had to tell him, you need to just shut off. Like you need to be able to just detach from that because that's that's processing too much negativity. And I wonder what that's doing to your brain or your morale or your outlook on humanity. And it could be exhausting. And something that's also um, random that I had learned um, years ago in a research study but it was about all of the things that our brain has to process in a day. And we all have an individual cap, like a capacity of what our brain can take in. This is why sleep is so important because it's, it's a time where our mind can rest and it can kind of store everything that went into our brain throughout the day and it can refresh itself after it's uploaded everything. And we can be able to start the next day with a clearer head to be able to start anew. So people who don't have sleep, like mothers with sleep deprivation, have brain fog. They forget things. They don't remember things. Um, Even just like how they compute things, like things that they normally would know. Like, how do I spell um, president? I can't remember. How do you spell president again? Something like that, for an example, that are simple that you used to know, but you can't know because you have this fog. So knowing that our brain has a capacity and also taking in consideration that we're processing things subconsciously, um, such as when you walk into a room, what your eyes see in the peripheral vision, Um, like when we were doing the grounding exercise, how your feet feel on the carpet how your back feels when it hits your mattress in the bed. Things that you may not think about, so to speak, um, acknowledging it outwardly, your brain is processing it, whether you know you are or you aren't. Or even like if you're in line, someone talking in the background, you not really hearing what they're saying, but you are aware that a conversation is going on. All of that's being processed. So constantly your brain is working all day. And then on top of that, you're doing the things that you are consciously trying to process. Dialing a phone number, um, trying to remember what your bank account is, uh, remembering how to cook this meal, all of those things, telling yourself you need to do this. Remember at seven o'clock, I need to pick so-and-so up. All of those things that you're consciously trying to process. So all of that's a lot. So on top of that, 
If you're on Instagram scrolling hours on on up, and if you wake up, first thing you do is pick up your phone, get on Instagram, start scrolling, looking at images, reading captions, whether it's negative or positive, it's additional things that your brain is having to process. And then at some point throughout the day, you tap out. There is no more left in your brain capacity to process. And that's when things start falling out. So how you forgot to pick up such and such at seven o'clock or how you walk into a room and you're like, what did I walk in here for? Or you remember that you need to go to the grocery store and you need to buy something specifically. I need to go to the grocery store and I need to buy this shaving cream. And you get in there and you buy everything but the shaving cream and you're like, what was I supposed to buy? I feel like I was supposed to buy something. All of that's like emptying out. You have brain fog. You don't have any space. You have reached capacity and you need to be able to either give yourself a time limit, be aware of what you are exposing your brain to, or either set a limit. And there was an app that I found really interesting. Um, It was an alarm app. If I find the name of it, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's an alarm app where when your phone goes off in the morning in an alarm, you have to complete some sort of puzzle or math problem in order to turn off the alarm. And I thought that was genius. <laughs> like I thought like, wow, what a, what a great way to work your brain um, in order to access that. Um, but it's something that's, that's not, it's like putting your, your brain, your muscle to work and like using it for good versus unconsciously or subconsciously processing things that really don't matter or things that are kind of like nonsense. And I get that people can get on social media because sometimes it can be a stress reliever because there are some humorous memes out there, um, specifically on entanglement were the ones that I saw from over the weekend. So I get it. Um, But just being aware of how much you're exposing yourself to and being able to unplug as much as possible um, can allow yourself to be able to reset. Think about the people that you're following them, why you're following them, what does it do to you when you see them? Are you following this person because it's motivational? Are you following this person because it's making you feel bad about yourself, how you look physically or you thinking about how you may not be adequate financially, whatever the case may be. Just be aware. Social media is a tool. It can be helpful. Utilize it as such and be mindful of the intentions behind why you're engaging and how you're doing so and how much you're spending doing so. Um, So the last tip that I have, in addition to that about how to best utilize your space in resetting Um, the things that you do in your free time. I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but two things that have really become really important to me is I decided to write a book and it's somewhat of a memoir, um, but for the most, most of it, it's a book of short stories um, that I've written over the years, some journal entries that I've written over the years, some things that I've experienced, some thoughts that I've had, and I'm kind of compiling it all together. 
and I'm super excited about it. And I feel like it's been a very cathartic experience in doing so. And I'm not saying this to say, go out there and write a book. I'm saying um, if there is a hobby, a skill, anything that you wanted to do, do it now, especially because it's not like we can go to Coachella tomorrow. Um, AMC is thinking about closing all of its doors. Um, dining in isn't always an option in all places. There's just a lot of time on your hands and what better time than now than to be able to do something that's just for you that only requires you to do it um, than now. Why not? I even had this random thought of I've always wanted to get into skateboarding and I literally have contemplated buying a skateboard. And and I am not a 16-year-old that's swift and, <laughs> and, and agile by any means at all. And I somewhat feel like I'll look ridiculous. But I try to keep in mind that Tony Hawk is like almost 50, if not 50. And no one looks at him any type of differently. So why not just go for it? But it all started because I started watching that show, Betty, on HBO, and they are the shit. Like, they look phenomenal. It's a group of girls. They have, like, a skating, um, a skateboard club, I guess, or group. And just, like, the trials and tribulations that they go through in their day-to-day life. And especially being female skateboarders when it's kind of like a male-dominated sport. Um, so just seeing them and their tricks and, and just all of like what they do, because the people in the show are actual skateboarders. They're not like born actors. Um, so you can tell, but the skating is, is, is pretty cool. Um, so that's like an example of one thing. And then the other thing that I'm doing is trying to just read more, educate myself more. Um, and just learn more, be able to have more educated conversations and be just more aware. I feel like another thing that I dislike about social media is that's the source of a lot of people's news and outlooks on life versus doing their own research. I'm just such a research-driven person. I cannot preach it enough. Don't go off of what someone tells you all the time. Don't always go off of what you read on social media. Do your research. Just find out for yourself and read about it. Um, look it up. Watch a documentary on it and then form your own opinion about it and have a conversation about it. But just because someone says it is going to rain tomorrow doesn't necessarily mean it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> like it doesn't. Go outside and see for yourself. Or see what the weather looks like. Um, go onto the Weather Channel, see what the meteorologist says, and then form your own opinion. But just be able to independently navigate that on your own. So um, the documentaries that I have recently watched was I think I mentioned this before. I watched the Malcolm X documentary. Um, I watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I watched. Um, I Am Not Your Negro documentary with James Baldwin um, and a couple of others that have been really, really good and really enlightening. And I love documentaries. I really do. 
And then the book that I'm reading is Untangled. I'm going to post that. And I'm sorry, it's not Untangled. I'm still talking about entanglements. <laughs> it's Untamed. That's the book that I'm reading right now. Um, and I just literally just started. Like it just came from Amazon. So I can't even like say much about it. Um, and I have a other list of books that I'm going to be reading that I'm going to post about as well. My dream is that I've always wanted to be a part of a book club and really have like these deep prolific conversations with a small group of women about the books that we read and I'm hoping to kind of figure that out to make that happen um but it's just so hard to just be consistent but I really want to consistently be able to read because there's so many good books out there and I am a book hoarder I love having actual books versus having them on my kindle I will sometimes have it on my kindle but if it's a good book like Americana, I feel like those you just like you have to have the actual book. Like Becoming by Michelle Obama, I have to have the actual book. I can't like not have it. It's like a keepsake or like a souvenir or something. I don't know. Um, but those are small things that are helpful for me to be able to reset. I feel like personally for myself for the rest of the year, I really want to work on personal growth. Um moving more so into being unapologetically myself and being in a place where I am completely self-aware, definitely more empathetic to people around me. I already am because I'm a therapist and I do feel like I have a, a good, strong skill in being that way. Um, but just being able to show that in my friendship circles a little bit more and being able to check in and to just be there for people I care about even more so. And not to say that I'm not, but sometimes just in general for people, we can just get caught up in our lives. We have so much going on, running a business, raising children, living through a pandemic that we can forget um, to just check on in on a friend and say, how are you doing? And I've been very much so more intentional about doing that um, in the past few months that's something that's just very important to me to be able to do and also being able to check in on someone else can be another way for you to be able to reset we could be so much so in our head about our own lives that we can forget about other people and sometimes um getting out of our own lives for a second just to talk to somebody else about their own life can be helpful um and not in a distracting way like let me distract myself with what you got going on to not have to deal with what I have going on. I'm not saying it in that regard. And I'm saying it in a more so organic, like I really do care about these people. Let me put myself as far as like what has been consuming me to the side for a second. And let me just engage with this person and check in on them. And by me doing so makes me feel so good and can also be healing for me. Um, that when I return to what I have going on, I can see it with fresher lens and be able to deal with what I have, if any of that makes sense. Um, that's something that works for me. It's not something that works for everybody. And you can figure out what works best for you. Um, and when I'm saying like my list of things to reset, that's just my list. These are just my suggestions. But if anything, it is prompting you to think about what can help you reset? How can you recharge? 
Um, how can you be able to breathe, to take a breath, to take a moment, to um, just kind of think about how you want to be better, how you want to set intentions, how you want the rest of this year to go for yourself. Because there's a lot of things in the world right now, in our lives, that we have absolutely no control over. The only thing we have control over is ourselves. And with that being said, what choices do we want to make in having ourselves be a little bit happier and filled with a little less anxiety? So on that note, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, We have a whole bunch of interviews that are going to be coming up that I'm super excited about um, with some guests that I can't wait for you to meet. And I hope you go out and you hit up pushthroughmom.com to be able to get your ticket. Um, to either attend, breathe, or to tune in to our Instagram live chats that will be happening. And I'm going to be posting next month um, the list of who we're going to be having our IG live chats with and what dates and times so that you can mark your calendars and tune in and have your questions ready. Or you can be able to be in that space with us for our virtual session of breathe. Either way, I hope to be able to connect with you and be able to see you and talk to you. And if there's anything that you're doing to reset, please share. Please let me know. And until next time, keep pushing. Bye.